Talk 1110-993-WBT. Pete Callender here, 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. Let me go over here to Dr. John. Are you actually a doctor? What kind of a doctor? Are you a medical doctor? Yes, or Are you like no, a PhD? I'm a, I'm a chiropractor, and I also do functional medicine here in Charlotte. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay, so I'm, admittedly, I'm not the big fish here. I'm not the expert on vi- uh, virology or anything like that. But my question is, why don't we get then the people that are the experts actually to have a conversation with the CDC open and above the table? Why not talk to Dr. Yudon, uh, the vice president of Pfizer, or former vice president of Pfizer? What about Ro- Dr. Robert Malone, who is the inventor of the mRNA technology that's saying that we're doing the wrong thing? Mm-hmm. There's also other, other virologists in Europe. Um, Geert Vandenbosch, he's, and he used to work for Gavi, designing vaccines. And he's, say, he's saying we should never give a vaccine during a pandemic itself. Uh, oh, um, Gary Mullis. He's a guy for the, uh, that invented the PCR mm-hmm. uh, test. And he's saying that the test can actually be done, can be actually be manipulated to say whatever you want it to say. So why are we not getting these people and getting their opinion? And I know they've given testimony in front of the Senate and so on, but we never hear about it on public. So this you know, has been... So yeah, this has been a frustration of mine as well. Once again, to answer the question for the, for the people who are like, why won't the unvaccinated get vaccinated? Like, well, maybe if you have some, I don't know, public debates about this topic, maybe that would go a long way. Like, why can't we have people argue this stuff from the scientific perspective, put them all in a room together, get the cameras in there, let us all watch it. And let's see what they come up with. I would like to hear these arguments addressed and dismantled or proven, right? Yeah, I agree. You know, you can find studies that show both sides. And also, look, I have not been vaccinated. I'm not uh, not pro vaccine, not pro this vaccine. This the whole mRNA technology is still kind of unproven. Moderna was doing this, you know, developing and working on it. And in 2017, they actually stopped because all their test animals were dying. So, you know, now we're using this. But I, yeah, the, I don't know. But but, but that's but that doesn't prove anything. That, again, that's that's a piece of data on a trajectory that spans I, 20 years. Right. I mean, like, I that, agree. I, right. But it's so like but the, but, the, but this is the this is the problem right there in a nutshell is that we have this entire timeline. Right. Of of history and people pull a single event and they'll say, well, that's why everything I believe in is the truth. And. That cannot be possible, right? I mean, it's just it cannot be possible that 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 single event, right? You're you're using that as uh, as proof to to make this case against the mRNA technology, and I'm not so sure that that does simply because I mean, simply because they yeah, but, they had test subjects oh, that died. I would expect actually that to happen in any kind of experiment. Okay, I I agree with that. You know, you cannot make a diagnosis even when a patient comes into a doctor. You don't make a diagnosis just on one finding. Mm -hmm. You get a bunch of uh, different findings, and from that you make a case. Mm -hmm. And whether, you know, the whole mRNA technology, the animals died, well, that's one point of it. Mm -hmm. Then you have to look at other things as well. There are studies coming out that, uh, that show that myocarditis is a lot higher 
13 times higher in uh, young adults, male adults, after the second shot. Mm -hmm. After the first one, it goes up about two and a half times. Mm -hmm. And after the third, uh, the second shot, it goes up like 13 times. Okay. So that is kind of, you know, incidental finding. Yes, that's another incidental finding. But you got so many incidental findings racking up. Maybe we should look into this. Well, I don't you know? think anybody's arguing that we should. I mean, the I mean, that the side effects for particularly the young folks, I think, is getting a lot more attention because, honestly, I think a lot of this has I think a lot of it has been warped. This debate has been sort of warped because specifically kids haven't been prone to getting it and dying from it. I think this whole right. thing right. would be different if COVID attacked kids like it attacked the mm-hmm. elderly. I think yep, I, I, I think everything would be like turned up to, you know, a hundred <laughs> out of ten here. Um yeah. now that being said, I do uh, like I wonder if you know about these cases and you know about these numbers, why do you think others don't? I, you know, it is really hard to find this information and reliable studies. I agree. I've there are studies out there that I, you know, I, I just throw in the garbage can. Mm-hmm. But you can find good, reliable studies from Europe, from uh, Israel, from Australia, uh, you know, from different countries. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them say opposite things than what our own CDC is saying here. Yes. So you kind of wonder, okay, well, who's talking? You know, why are we getting this different information? Let's get them in a room and let's, you know, like, okay, we found this. You found that. Why? Right. Why is there a big difference? And we're not having that debate. Right. And, that that, and that's frustrating. Well, I agree. And I think it's because our media is not equipped to do that. Because that's where this should be happening. If the government is not going to do it, then it's up to the media to be asking government officials these questions. This is why I've spent now almost two years, I guess, hammering away at North Carolina reporters that get access into the governor's press conferences. You know, why aren't the why aren't they asking the most important types of questions that are actually based on research experiments scientific findings, but what we get is all of the predictive kind of, when are you going to lock us down again? Why won't people listen to you, (laughs) right? We get these types of questions because they're not equipped to ask the questions. And also part of it is it's a new virus, right? Like people are learning Mm -hmm. as they go and we don't know what we don't know. So we can't ask the questions because we literally don't know the right question to ask. And the problem is with the vac- with all vaccines, we've had long-term studies. We have none of that right now. We are so in it. Kinda, you know, we are in it. We, we are. The, yeah. Well, we are the study. Right. You know? But 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 look. And, so, but, and I think that I think that they should. I think they've actually they've said this, and I agree with them. And I don't think they've been. They they are hiding the fact that this is like a massive clinical trial that we're all going through, but I'm okay with that. I went into it with eyes wide open, much like I would have if I'm dying and they're like, Hey, we have some experimental treatment. Do you want to try it? Like I come down with like on the side of Donald Trump on this, where it's like, uh, Hey, I have the right to try. I should be able to test this out. And you know, that's how I made my decision. Now that doesn't mean that there aren't a lot of people out there, obviously who are like, just get the vaccine, you know, Biden said to yeah. like, I get that. Like, and that I, it, I, I push back on that. I, I reject that premise. Just I'm going to do it because government told me to do it. No, you should do it based on your own risk assessment. But I don't think people should be making their decisions based on information. That's not solid. Like that's 
to me, that's the problem. It's all going to be kind of unstable to be like just because we're in a new virus. Right. So I understand there's going to be uh, questions and it's unstable and we don't know a lot of stuff. But I don't think you should just, you know, latch on to, well, there was a bunch of lab rats that died in this experiment 15 years ago. So therefore, we shouldn't trust the technology. I don't think that's a I don't think that's a rational jump. News Talk 1110 WBT. Pete Callender here. And if you want to email, it's Pete at the Pete Callender Show. And the number is 704-570-1110 and 1-800-WBT-1110. I do have this uh, piece by Sarah Pequeno at the Charlotte Observer. Brand new columnist hired right out, I think it was Indie Week. She came from Indie Week, the uh, lefty publication. And uh, maybe we should change how we talk to Mayberry about the COVID vaccine. Is the headline, not that I'm saying that the editorial writers write the headlines, although in some cases they do, but I don't know if she wrote this one for herself. Let me go over here to Matt. Welcome to the show. Hello, Matt. Hey, Pete. How are you? Hey, I'm well. What's going on? Well, I'm a data analyst, and I've done data analysis and forecasting for five Fortune 100 uh, companies in this country. And, you know, I look at this data, and... You've been saying it. The data's not good, mm-hmm. okay? The data's not good enough to make absolute decisions. It's directional, mm-hmm. okay? A lot of people have died, particularly elderly people, have died from COVID-19, okay? That's that's directional. We mm-hmm. know. Now, it's probably not whatever number they, they're putting out there. It may be higher, maybe lower. A, very few young people have died. And that's, once again, directional. Some people have died. Some, some have died. But we can take it that the elderly are more at risk, okay? Mm-hmm. If you look at the VARS system, it's horrendous. Mm-hmm. It's self-reporting. Um, the numbers are probably much higher than what we're seeing, but it's not validated. So no one's going back. And you're not, you know, people like me, when I had, I had three reactions to the shot, I had dermatitis, I had arthritis, I had um, fever and chills, mm-hmm. okay? And I, I reported that through VARS. It still, no one called me and said, are you sure? They didn't send me to a doctor. So no one validates that data. So mm-hmm. it's directional. You can't put too much um, validity in the data. You have to say, okay, you can, you can, you can make broad assumptions. But, you know, you go back to, uh, and I will paraphrase what Harry Truman said, if you put all the experts and line them up end to end, They'll all be pointing in different directions <laughs> because it's the the data underlying data is not good. Mm-hmm. And if you want an example, the North Carolina data dashboard is horrendous. Yeah, it's it's it, only gotten worse too. That's what's really amazing about that dashboard. Like, yeah, they've they've actually made it worse over time. Uh, I right. didn't think that was possible, but they they have. Well, according to them, nobody dies on Sunday. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, nobody dies on Sunday. Well, you know, early on, before the lockdown, I wrote them. And I said, you've got to go to a seven-day moving average. Your, your data just can't support this daily reporting. And they did. Now, probably not because I suggested it. It was probably because it was so obviously bad. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's, that's the situation. Now, my, my suggestion, I'm, I'm over 50. I took the shot. I had a reaction. My sweetheart took it. She had no reaction. Mm-hmm. But I suggest anybody, I would suggest anybody over 50, get the shot. The odds are better for you. And if you're, if you're under 20, 
that unless you have a risk factor, then the odds are are worse to get the shot than to get the disease. Right. Now, if you're a mother and you decide that your son uh, should get the shot to protect your parents because he's around your parents, I understand that. But you're not protecting your son. You're putting your son at risk to protect your parents. Well, anyway. right. Well, and also part of the one of the other problems here is that you don't know if you have a comorbidity that might actually cause a problem for you. This Absolutely. is yeah, this is part of the problem when people say, oh, the, the vaccine did this to me. Like, well, is it possible? And I, I equate it to like I, there was a fella that used to be a producer here in town for uh, WTVI. Actually, his name was Stu, and he was mowing the yard and he went over a yellow jacket's nest and. They came out and they stung him and he died. And he mm-hmm. didn't know he was allergic to bee stings, but he was. And there were so many of them that it killed him. Now, yeah. like the, the, uh, he didn't know that going, you know, going in, if you the same thing with a shot, you go in to get a shot. You don't know. Maybe you've got something, some defect in your heart. And now it it triggers some reaction. And yes, it does. And it kills you like and that right. would be counted as a oh the the the, the vaccine killed him. Well, did it? Well, yes. The same thing is no. True for the people who died, um, you know, you, you, people who died, mostly the, the majority of people who died from this disease have died. Their age was greater than the average lifespan right. in this country. So they're elderly. If you're elderly, if you're fragile, if you have breathing issues, mm-hmm. if you're overweight, if you have a low vitamin D uh, coefficient in your blood, for those reasons, you certainly should get the shot. Is it going to save you? You can't say for sure. Will you have some some people who have bad uh, impact? Probably. But I mean, but that's where we are. It's, yeah. it's a probable. It's a numbers game. I wouldn't. I, I and but I will tell you, Pete. For, I've read several studies in the New England Journal of Medicine around pregnancy, mm-hmm. and they followed 825 pregnant women who got the shot while they were pregnant. These are American women who finished their pregnancy. Okay, they finished their pregnancy, meaning they either had a child or they had a miscarriage or they had a stillbirth. And what they found was they had a 14% miscarriage rate. Well, that seems high, but I know a lot of people who have miscarriages. I don't, I don't know that that's high. But when you went back and looked at the data, you found that 125 of those women got the shot in their first trimester, actually in the first 20 weeks. Mm-hmm. So 700 of them didn't get it until the third trimester. Well, guess what? If you didn't get the shot until the third trimester, you couldn't have had a miscarriage in the first 20 weeks. Mm -hmm. So when you look at the data, and this is from the New England Journal of Medicine. I'm not making this up. But if you looked at the data, 125 women got the shot in the first 20 weeks, 111 of them no, sorry, 107 of them had a miscarriage. That seems like an awful lot. Well, and that's what the numbers say. I'm yeah. not making this up. Right. See, and, and, but what they were saying was, well, no, that's a 14% miscarriage rate because we of had the total. 125 people in the study. Right. But, you know, how do you want to look at it? Do you want to look at it actually yeah. people who actually had the shot? Am I saying it's terrible uh, that you're going to have a miscarriage? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying you need to be very careful. Yeah. No, Matt, it's I appreciate it. It's a great point. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. Over to the News Center now with uh, Mark Muller. 
News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Let me bounce over here to Shannon. Welcome to the show. Shannon, how are you? Oh, doing fine. How are you? I'm doing well. What's up? Well, I got multiple reasons why I don't want to take the vaccine. Um, I'm uh, caught up in my years. I have a compromised immune system. Mm. But even if I didn't, I wouldn't want to because I have a caseworker that uh, has to took a vaccine, and now they have to wear a back brace for the rest of their life. Why is that? I've known two women that uh, had sons in their their early 20s that were very healthy, and after taking the vaccine, they had one had heart palpitations and the other has heart arrhythmia. All right, so... I don't know if you mentioned this a while ago, but uh, some people that have already been exposed, um, if they get the vaccine, they have an overload of antibodies, and that can cause inflammation around the heart and lungs and can cause death. And the Democrats called it a, a heart sand, I mean a godsend, that really really helped them in the election, and now it's helping them gain control of everything. All right, well, and, but that's uh, not, but, right, but hang on, Shannon, that's, I mean, the Democrats and the, the politics of it, that, that's not, uh, I mean, that's not science. It's political science, I guess, but like that's not anything to do with like research or anything. So I'm curious, but yeah. so I'm, I'm curious to kind of back up the person that you was it you worked with that got a shot and now has to wear a back brace. Yes. Why is that? That was a direct result of uh, the 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 vaccine that they took. I'm not sure which one they took. Right, but why? But, like how? What what happened? They didn't go into details, but they said they took the vaccine, everything was fine. Next thing you know, they had some back problems, and they didn't say what. But now they have to wear a back brace. They can't go without it. They have to wear it the rest of their life. Like a, like the kind of back brace you see at, like, Home Depot or Lowe's or something? Yeah, I believe that's what it was. I, I got a glimpse of it. But, Is this yeah. a large person? No, she's pretty right. fit and young and healthy and Right, so they so they didn't explain what exactly occurred. They just said, "I got this back brace now," and they blamed the shot. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and then I've, on I've that, heard, one more thing I'd like to mention: um, people take the vaccine. Sometimes they're down for three days. I've met people that were down for three days. I've mm-hmm. met other people that were down for three weeks in the hospital just from taking the vaccines. You've met. And you've met. I can't multiple, that. Hang on. You've met multiple people that have been out of commission for weeks in the hospital after getting uh, the vaccine. Well, no, no. I've met one person that said they were down for three days, and I've met two people that said they were in the hospital for three weeks. Two different people you said got the vaccine and went to the hospital. Yeah, and I can't for afford three to, weeks. I can't afford to miss one day. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so three weeks. I'm writing these down. Um, yeah. And so, uh, do you know anybody who's gotten the vaccine and nothing happened to them? Uh, yeah, I believe I have. It's kind of like the kind of, kind of like the virus. I've known people that had the virus and had no symptoms whatsoever. I've known people that had got beat up by it that were in on up in their years, and I knew an elderly man that passed away. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, but so. but you do know people who got the vaccine and they didn't have any problems. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but, and, but they're not. But, I, I can't take the chance. <laughs> well, but you are taking a chance. Like that's yeah, the I choice. Know. Yeah. I mean, so like just to be clear, like, and I'm not, I'm not like uh, attacking you for your decision because I don't know what your health profile is. But uh, yeah. like th- this idea that you are like not making a decision is making a decision, right? You're just going to exactly. gamble that yeah. you don't get COVID, and if you do, that it won't be bad enough. Yeah. Right. That's so right. Odd, odds of getting the virus. And dying from it are pretty slim. If I got it, I'd probably die. I don't know. 
But as far as the vaccine, if you take the vaccine, my odds are pretty high of why do you think that result seems like to me. Right, but why so why do you think that? Well, just from all the people that I've known and all the different situations I've seen and heard. Right, but so um, do you think yeah. that do you think it's more likely you well you just said you think it's more likely that you would get the co you would get you would die from taking the vaccine before you would die from getting COVID. Either way, but I would rather just just try to be safe, wear my mask. I mean, masks are supposed to be helpful, and then they act yeah. like they don't do anything at all. Well, they they really don't. Um, yeah. So there's kind of part of the problem. Um, I believe they do. I believe they do help. How much? Well, I saw a, a diagram somebody put on uh, showing uh, um, petri dishes mm-hmm. of people that wear masks and people that don't, and there were a lot more um, results in the petri dishes showing bacteria and different things like that than those people that don't wear the mask, although the virus is very tiny. So yes. I don't know if they really help that much or not, to be honest. Right, they don't. Um, so that, that, like, the latest research shows, like, 10% efficacy out of cloth masks when worn properly, which means that they create an actual seal around the face. Do, does your cloth mask provide a seal around your face? Pretty good, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, no, it's so, got to be yeah. completely sealed or else you, you're losing. Yeah. yeah. So this is why it's at best 10%. Yeah. So it's, it doesn't really do a lot. Um, and the N95s, according to the research out of Waterloo University, was about 50%. Ventilation, uh, modest ventilation, is about 50 to 60%. So on par with the N95 masks, the best masks. Yeah. So, um, well, the reason, one reason I don't want to take the virus is because another reason is they haven't tested it enough. I mean, they, they forced the uh, FDA approval, and I think that's just so they could enforce mandates. It was just rammed through and I've, I've seen a lot of medications in the recent history that were advertised on tv and now they're being, being sure. recalled they're saying you know they're having these class action lawsuits and everything mm-hmm. i don't i don't just go out on a limb and say okay i trust this right so so you, but, I, I, but i but i'm curious so i'm just asking questions about your risk assessment yeah. that you've made for yourself which is um you see a greater threat from the the vaccine than you do from the virus Based on your health profile now, um, yeah. the so but the question I have is like, and then you just said that it's experimental, so you got all these people. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen, but I would submit we have across the globe now we've got like billions of people who have taken various the three different vaccines, right? So, like yeah. that's a pretty big, that's a pretty big research pool, right? Yeah, but yeah. it's also limited on time. They they haven't done any long term. True studies on the effects. I mean, it might, it's, it's already, they say it causes women not to be able to have, be fertile. And then, you know, who knows if that's true or not. There's so many, so many different. Right. But are you worried about becoming infertile? I'm sorry. Are you worried about becoming infertile? No, I mean, it was just talking about women. Right. I know. One example. I, right. I understand. Well, I'm not talking about other people's profile or risk assessment. I'm I'm talking about yours. So like that, that's what I'm asking. That's why I'm asking the questions is it seems like, it seems like you've put your uh, you you find it to be a greater threat to you uh, the vaccine rather than the virus. Um, and I would just say, looking at the raw data and the numbers, not knowing your health profile, I think that you've got those backwards. Yeah, well, I do know there's a, there's a risk and chance, but yeah, I, I absolutely, like, I don't like the idea of taking that. I, I really don't. <laughs> I got you. All right, hey, I appreciate the call, Shannon. Thanks so much. Good chat.
News Talk 1110 WBT. Here's an email from Frank. The reason I'm not getting the shot is I am waiting for it to be a working vaccine. I'm not one who says I don't know what's in it. I don't care what's in it. I can't remember the last time somebody caught a mild case of smallpox, a small case of polio, chickenpox, etc. People don't get smallpox because of a working vaccine, just like the flu, which I don't take either. There's only a 40 to 60% coverage of not getting it this year or having lesser symptoms. So I'd rather have the flu and not get it again for another few years due to my immune system. I enjoy your show. Thanks, Frank. Thank you, Frank. Appreciate it. Let me go over here to JC. Welcome to the program. JC, how are you? You. Hey, I'm doing all right. Hey, I'm good. What's up? Hey, I think uh, a lot of this is coming down to, like, the terminology. And the uh, reason I say that is because and various callers have said they were waiting on a working vaccine. Mm. Well, I'm 55, and I remember, it's like, hey, the, the term vaccine meant you weren't going to get whatever it was. Right. Like smallpox or polio. Um, but... You know, a flu shot, they don't call it a flu vaccine. They call it a flu shot. If the leadership, whoever it may be, you know, the president or Fauci or even our CDC, if they would just be honest with the American people and just go, hey, we have a COVID shot, just like a flu shot, it's going to lessen the symptoms. I think more people would be more um, agreeable to possibly getting it because they would understand that, hey, they could still get it. I know people personally who have taken the COVID shot. I'm not calling it a vaccine. Yeah. But they've called it. I mean, and they haven't caught caught COVID, but they have said, hey, I'm good because I've had the vaccine. And I'm like, well, you can still get it. And the fact that people who are getting the shot are still getting it and they're still calling it a vaccine, just call it what it is. It's a flu shot. It will lessen your symptoms. I think a, a lot of people... The American people will be a lot more agreeable to say, okay, they're being honest with us. Right. But, yeah, no, and, I, I agree. I think, and the, part of this, though, was when they first developed it, it was pitched as that. And I don't know if they knew it wasn't going to prevent the spread. I don't know what they knew, but they but, pitched but, it to us as this was going to prevent the spread and prevent us from getting this is how we were going to get to herd immunity. And now they have since said, Okay, it's not actually going to be able to prevent the spread because apparently people who got the shot can still get the virus and spread it. Um, and there are even breakthrough cases of it, but there aren't a lot of them. I mean, just data wise, there aren't a lot. Um, but we knew that they weren't 100% effective, they were very effective. Um, and, oh, well, and by yeah. the way, there are a oh. lot of people I think that are overestimating the risk on the other side, they overestimate the risk of a breakthrough case. There are a lot of people who think that uh, the, uh, the shot doesn't do anything now at all, and that's not true either. Well, and this is the thing. It's like when I say the terminology, it's like you were yeah. talking earlier about natural immunity. Well, to me, natural immunity, you know, and I haven't looked up the definition or whatever, but to me, natural immunity is, like, is someone who can actually be around it and not catch it mm-hmm. versus because uh, natural immunity means you're kind of immune to it, versus, hey, I got it and I have antibodies. Right, well, the... Say my, my, da- my daughter, my wife, and, you know, they had it, but me and my son, we were around them. We right. never got it. Right. So to me, we were thinking that we were probably, if we did have it, we were very, very mild, 
Uh, and Oh, so you, you know, don't know if have you... natural. Yeah, we don't know. I mean, but my 82-year-old dad who has COPD, he got it. And he ended up, you know, he was, you know, he felt like crap for about a week or so. But yeah, he's fine and he's got antibodies. And it's just a matter of if now that they know that it's not going to prevent you from getting COVID, why are they still calling it a vaccine? Just you can yeah. no, I hear you. change the name. Just call it just call it a COVID flu shot. And I guarantee you more people will be more apt to get it because mm-hmm. my business always sends out uh a thing saying, hey, you know, it's time to get your flu shot. If you, if you want to get it, you can get it. Right. And now they're trying to mandate, but since the government can't mandate it, they're trying to get the small, to get the businesses to do it. And that in itself, that's where I draw the line because I will be the one to determine what goes in my body. Right. I currently have epilepsy and I have uh, arthritis and I take Humira, which, you know, lowers your immune, system. lowers my immune system or whatever. But me and my doctor, if I decide not to take it, that's the choice between me and my doctor. If I choose not to take my epilepsy medicine, that's the choice between me and my doctor. All right. And yeah, JC, a, I, I, I get your point. I think people would push back and say, well, you don't because it's spread aerosolized by breathing. And so, you know, now your rights uh, impinge on mine. But I get your point. I appreciate the call. Thank you uh, for making it. Let me go over here to Jeff and get him on before the news. Hey, Jeff, how are you? Welcome to the show. Hey, good afternoon. Hey, Just a what's couple up? quick uh, comments right quick. Sure. Uh, I did see something on the Today Show uh, a couple weeks back, not trying to talk about your mask numbers, uh, effective they were, but they did say that the regular cloth masks are only about 20% effective. This was on the Today Show. They said that the regular mask that you get at the doctor's office, those are good about 40%, and the M95 is the only one that's 80%. So... That was they. They did broadcast on the Today Show several weeks back. I did and not I'm see like, the. I did not see that report. I did read the research from uh, the Waterloo study, and uh, that one had that was yeah. the first randomized clinical trial, and they found it was ten and forty to fifty. So we were looking at it like, okay, well, we kind of knew that was the case anyway. But here, the last point I want to make: I believe that if Donald Trump was still president. And he was asking people to get the vaccine. I think a lot more people will be more willing to do it than you have somebody like Joe Biden who is shoving it down our throats. And that makes people afraid and and don't want to get it. I I really believe that a lot of people rebellious against him and are not going to get the vaccine because we're being told we have to. Now, myself, I've had COVID two times. So (laughs) the first one just wasn't fun enough for you. You just went for the, well, I had it in April of last year when it started (laughs) and, uh, it wasn't too bad. The second time in November was pretty bad. And, uh, uh, my doctor still says I need the vaccine, which I don't know. I'm on the fence about it. Yeah. Why does he say that? Uh, she, uh, just uh, agrees that, uh, it's, just for the severity of what can happen to you, not from getting it, because it doesn't protect you from getting it. Just the the major things that could happen to you, maybe help and stop that. That's the only thing the vaccine does. It keeps you from right. getting real sick. Right. And uh, I know a friend who is uh, 65 years old. He, uh, him and his wife, distanced from everybody. They wore a mask everywhere they went. They went camping all the time in their RV to get away from the big crowds. All of a sudden, he got it and died within a week mm. with taking all these protective measures. So yeah. I, I don't believe the mask help. I think it just affects 
different people in certain ways and and maybe you're an unlucky person when you get it that's the end and yeah. some people it doesn't affect at all so and and also they say it's going to be 2024 before this is over so we got to well, figure it out quick yeah well i think that also we're it, uh, i said this before it's endemic now it is with us and so we've got to try to figure out how to live with it and i think that's going to mean a lot more focus on therapeutics and treating people who get it finding ways to treat it when people get it rather than trying to prevent it from occurring. It's just a different mindset, and there has to be a shift. All right, uh, stick around. News is next on News Talk 1110-993-WBT.